If I'd known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have worn my best dress. Jenks had bought it in Asheville with some of the money he'd made selling white oak baskets. To me, the dress was the color of the sky in November when the air is as crisp as an apple. He said it was the color of delphiniums, the flower my mother named me for, because she saw them through the wavy glass of the cabin window on the day I was born. Delphine, he'd say. Why, that dress is the very color of your eyes. Every bit is blue, but not nearly as pretty. The way he looked at me made me feel as shiny and brilliant as a diamond. He always made me believe I was the most beautiful woman in the world, even with my hand the way it was. The best part of the dress was that it had sleeves that flared out like a bell at the end, and if you didn't look very closely, you'd never notice that my hand looked more like a claw than a hand. The garment hid the worst part of me and brought attention to the best part of me. I wore the dress the last time I went to see him. I'd wanted to look pretty, so I fixed my hair the way he liked it, piled on top of my head with just a few curls around my face, and I used the last of the lipstick I had. After today, I wouldn't have any use for it anyway. My husband was already dead, and the love of my life was about to be. Of course, I didn't know that, not then. I had a few candles left, and I stuck them in the candelabra Mama had brought from Charleston. Mama was a Charleston lady before she met Daddy, and he brought her here to these mountains. It was the only fine thing she'd brought with her, and I treasured it. The metal was cold and heavy in my hand, and a shiver ran up my spine. I'd latched the door of the cabin and walked down the road. The moon was barely a sliver and gave very little light. I prayed that a wind wouldn't blow my candles out. Up here there's always wind. I walked as slowly as I could, keeping to the shadows beside the road. I wasn't scared. There was no reason to be. After all, I grew up in these mountains, and sometimes I felt as old as they were. The bears were generally quiet this time of year, and they usually kept to themselves anyway. I worried more about the people in town than I ever worried about wild animals. The people in this town were much scarier than wild animals, and much meaner. I knew that firsthand. Late September, 2015. Maeve McMahon took a sip of her coffee and looked out across the yard. Only twenty feet from the edge of the porch, there was a huge drop-off, easily two or three hundred feet. Beyond that, there was nothing but the Blue Ridge Mountains. This early, the mountains were hidden in the blue mist that gave them their name. Maeve was wrapped in a tattered cotton quilt that smelled like it had just come off the clothesline. Even though it was only late September, up here, nearly 5,000 feet above sea level, the air always stayed cool. Already some of the trees were turning into the brilliant golds and oranges of autumn. "'Where are you at?' her granny's voice called from inside the cabin. Maeve heard the shuffle of her feet coming across the hardwood floors, 
The screen door, it opened with a creak, and her grandmother came out onto the porch. Never known you to get up this early without a bucket of cold water dumped over your head. Maeve smiled. It was wonderful to be here, in these mountains that were her home, with her granny. It had been too long, way too long.